This program does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Astor Broadcast Group, its employees, or sponsors. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged on the Radio 50 Network on KSPA AM 1510 and KFSD AM 1450. Now your hosts, Ontario and San Bernardino leading real estate experts, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. Hi everyone, I'm Lilyvette Rodriguez. Interesting, Patty Schultz. Let me sum up. Besides talking, so thank you for joining us on our our show this week. Uh, I am a real estate broker in the Inland Empire for over 20 years. And what I do is that uh, that I represent buyers and sellers in real estate transactions. And Patty, why don't you share with the audience what you do? I'm a real estate broker and a short sale negotiator. I've been negotiating short sales for over seven years, and I've been a real estate broker in the Pasadena area for about 20 years. Excellent. So Real Estate Radio Unplugged is going to be information that you won't hear anywhere else. Kind of like an unplugged type version, you know, talk about all the things that you never hear but definitely need to have access to. So uh, today we have two special guests. The first one is Fabian Casares. He is president of the local NAREP chapter. That's National Association of Real Estate Professionals here in the Inland Empire. And he also happens to be a real estate broker. Welcome, Fabian. Thank you. And we also have Guy Keith. He is with American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life. I absolutely love that. You know, get people in debt for a living, but then show them how they can get out of debt in approximately 8 to 12 years. And we're going to talk about that as well. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing today? Excellent. So today's topic is going to be the Homeownership Bill of Rights. We've been hearing a lot about that, or maybe you haven't, but the reason why we want to delve into it is because it is a really hot topic right now. As as everyone knows, our industry has gone through ups and downs and uh, really a lot of changes. So we want to chat about um, how this impacts our market how it impacts homeowners, what are their options, what they can do. So Fabian, uh, please share with us a little bit about the Homeowner Bill of Rights. Well, the Homeowner Bill of Rights uh, was enacted uh, and signed into law by our governor, Governor Brown, in July of 2012, and it came into effect January 1st of 2013 and will be in effect to uh, December 31st of 2018. And what this legislation covers um, and governs is the homeowners. It gives them a second chance, if you will, to stop foreclosure and possibly allow them to modify if, in fact, that's what they're choosing to do. But more importantly, what is creating and what the project is all about is creating foreclosure prevention and homeowner retention programs that are being utilized by not only the consumers but also the real estate industries. So how does the Homeowners Bill of Rights differ from some of the other programs that we have seen in the last couple of years, especially since the downturn of the market? What, what's the uniqueness of this particular uh, um, uh, bill initiative? I think because this is a, a law, it was, a, it was written into law. 
uh, by the federal government and enacted by our governor locally and is overseen by the attorney general. I think it's a little bit more uh, teethening, if you will. There's more accountability. Whereas in the past, you had other programs that were there, but the actual industry, the market, if you would, uh, participated at their leisure. So there was really no one really policing it, no one really mandating it. So the servicers, lenders, investors, the industry in itself was able to select what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do. And in this case, with this law now, they have to follow certain guidelines. They have to follow certain policies or they're going to be held accountable and ultimately uh, have some legal ramifications be, uh, uh, imposed to them if they don't follow the rules now. So it's a little bit more stringent. It's a little bit more accountability. So is this something that's initiated by the lender or is it something that's initiated by the homeowner it's a combination thereof but i would have to put the responsibility more so on the homeowner you got to remember that these servicers lenders are, are dealing with literally hundreds of thousands of consumers that are currently in distress and because of that the homeowner needs to initiate it and or their realtor uh, a combined team of individuals that are moving forward and trying to figure out what's the best option for the client and what policies and legalities are, are protecting them uh, when they're challenged with these particular issues. So Fabian, share with us what are the main components of the Homeowner Bill of Rights? You know, I'm, I, you just like in every program, mm -hmm. you have your do's and don'ts. So from what you have seen, because you have spoken on this subject many, many times, and so from, from what you are aware of the program, mm -hmm. what would be those key highlights that a homeowner would find additional benefit? Well, I think one of the biggest benefit to the program and the attention behind the program was trying to modify homeowners that are interested in modifying. Foreclosure prevention and homeowner retention. The ultimate goal is to stabilize communities again, and this is a byproduct of that. But uh, on the flip side of that, it's not only that the program is there to help the consumers. Is it the right choice for the consumers? And if it's the right choice for the consumers, uh, then they have to pursue that. Only because these programs are being available, uh, many of these consumers... In, elect to engage with these type of programs, not really understanding what they entail. So these programs may not be the best for them, but although I would highly suggest for them to engage, find out if it's in fact right for them, find out the specifics of the program, find out what the ramifications and or benefits to the programs are today, but also for tomorrow for them or their families. Because moving forward, it's about making the right choices, but to make the informed choices. And I think that's paramount to this. Hi, this is Patty Schultz. Fabian, may I ask you, how does the consumer find out if this program's right for them when they don't even know how to pick up a phone and dial the lender? That's a great question. You know, unfortunately, right now, uh, this is a pretty new law. As I mentioned, it came into effect January 1st of 2013. So there's not a lot of media coverage on this at this particular time. What you're finding that the agents, the real estate practitioner, uh, would have a lot more information at this juncture because it's being put out to the realtors more so in the marketplace to different associations that realtors uh, participate in. Uh, as far as the consumer, unless they're listening to PSAs with your free advertisements or they're speaking to nonprofits that gear them or direct them in the right direction, speaking to attorneys or modification companies, it's unfortunate there's, there's not a lot of press out there educating or informing the consumers as to how do you even start the process. Well, I have another question then. How do they find the right real estate agent when, in my experience in the past seven years, I don't know any real estate agent that actually knows how to get the consumer into a modification or into a short sale position? That's a great question. Uh, I think what... Uh the consumer needs to do is when they're speaking with the agents, there, there's some key 
questions that they should ask them. How informed are they about legislation? How many years experience do they have in the industry? How many short sales or modification have they been involved directly or indirectly? Ask them to give them a bio, to a resume, if you will, to make sure that these are the right individuals. But then on the flip side of that, Patty, also the agents, the, the diligent agents such as us, uh, I'll give you an example. The way I speak to consumers when they're in that particular situation and I sit with them at the breakfast table, I qualify the sellers. I educate the sellers. I want to inform them to let them know of every option available to them and the pros and cons. In addition, the ramifications of the benefits or annual ramifications of their family, their, their, their future, and how to move forward because it's just not going after the program because it's stopping foreclosure or keeping them in their home. For many homeowners that are, cre- uh, that are choosing modification, unfortunately, it's just delaying the process. It's delaying the, the, the ultimate uh, foreclosure, short sale, it's delaying the, the hardship factor where the consumer is going to realize a year or two years later, say, oh my God, what did I do? I should have never modified. It wasn't the right decision. Now they find themselves a year or two later back into square one. And that for them is not a good idea. It's not a good choice because now it's going to take them that much longer to restructure, regain, and reposition themselves in the opportunity of home ownership in the, in the next few years. This is a guy. Um, that's a really good point, especially for the homeowner's figuring out whether or not they can buy again or when they can buy because a lot of people are under the impression we'll do a short sale or whatever and we'll just go out and buy another home but the lending market has changed so much in the last few years that that's not necessarily the case so as a part of the real estate agent talking to them they need to be talking to a knowledgeable lender as well that will let them know what they can do and what they can't do because every situation is different and there are a lot of different options available you're absolutely right and when i i'm also uh, an instructor, uh, a motivator, speaker, presenter on different legislation to the real estate industry. And one of the elements that I convey to the agents is creating those strategic partners, having those lender partners, those title partners, those escrow partners, those nonprofit attorneys, CPA partners that can help th- these consumers and give them the right information. And through the strategic partnership, the professional real estate agent who is diligent can direct those consumers to get the right information. Again, it's making the right decision for you and your family. You have to also take into account, and God, I'm going to kind of step on your boundaries, if you will, is that the different legislation or the different factors that we're going to be experiencing, the Dodd-Frank bill coming up in the next couple of years, how is that going to affect the market when these individuals who short sale today, how will it affect them two, three years from now? Will it we don't know that, but there's a side possibility there'll be some type of legislation or some type of policy that's going to affect the consumer's buying. So with that said, what I always tell the homeowners today, which will be future buyers, is start the process today to move forward. Don't wait because we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Today you may qualify. Tomorrow you may not. These are things that you have to factor in that may not be a policy today. But they're on the side just waiting to be engaged in this. And because of the unknowns, we should definitely be aware of what these unknowns are moving forward. And unfortunately, many homeowners and many practitioners don't even understand that these factors even exist. That's very true. And and we can only deal with what the laws are now and anticipating what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're hoping that there'll be continual relief to help more people. Mm -hmm. But until that happens, we have to deal with what we have right now. Sure, absolutely. And that's why staying in contact with not only the realtor but a lender to let you know what those changes are, what's going on, and what they need to do to get ready to be able to buy the next time also is very important. Absolutely. We created a program which is called the Dignity Exit Strategy Program. And this Exit Dignity Strategy Program is basically after the short sale, what we have been able to do 
is create a financial literacy program to help the consumers get back on their feet while they're in the transition of becoming a homeowner in the next two or three years. And I think that's very paramount to the consumer. Well, let's definitely talk about that, uh, you know, coming up. But in the meantime, you know, since this is such a huge bill, and if you're interested in getting a one quick uh, one-page recap, uh, call us at 855-411-5459 and we'll email that to you. But stick with us. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855 411 Five four five nine, and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly. Eight five five four one one five four five nine. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvet Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Do you know where to find your vehicle's recommended tire pressure? Did you say on the tire? Ooh, sorry. Think again. The best place to find the recommended tire pressure is on a sticker, usually located inside the driver's door or check the owner's manual. Driving on underinflated tires can cause excess heat buildup, and that can cause tire damage and even tire failure. Make sure you check your tire pressure at least once a month and before long trips. It will save you money at the gas pump and keep you safe. A message from the Rubber Manufacturers Association. The Astor Broadcast Group's been Southern California's business and financial news authority since 1989 and now serves 12 million listeners in Orange County, the Inland Empire, and North San Diego County with financial news and talk radio. Get up-to-the-minute reports on the market, the best financial advice and opinions from Wall Street to Main Street. It's radio's most powerful information. Financial news and talk on the Astor Broadcast Station. AM 1450, North San Diego. AM 1510, the Inland Empire in Orange County. For all of your real estate and financial Financing questions, call the show's off air number at 855 411 5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly 855 411 5459. We're back. So uh, we're talking with Fabian Casares from um, uh, president of NAREP, National Association of Real Estate Brokers, and Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation on the Homeowners Bill of Rights. Now, Fabian, you had briefly started talking about that there are going to be some some new courses that are going to be available. Can you expound on that a little bit? Well, we conduct educational classes that uh, they're four-hour classes that we educate the practitioners and we break down all the different legislations, the pros and cons. We give them an overview of the psychological profile of the consumer that's currently in distress and how these individuals really need to uh, have their 
realtor partner understand their state of mind and it's not all about the sale it's about creating a, a relationship a team with their client and understanding that to move forward it's a collective effort and it's not always about the sale it's about helping a family it's about helping a family move forward and as, as practitioners we've been accustomed to going out there selling homes making our commissions and moving on that's our business and that's in a traditional market but unfortunately we're in an untraditional market and in an untraditional market unless we all come together and help each other collectively we're not going to see any type of market stabilization and unless there's market stabilization none of us will move forward in some respect so i think that moving forward that agents and consumers have to create partnerships they have to understand exactly what the ultimate goal of the family is not only for today but for tomorrow and direct them in the right direction to get the assistance that they really will need to create and also to fulfill their goals for today and for tomorrow so i think it's a whole different mentality a whole different psychological profile when you're dealing with the consumers and i think that the real diligent professional agents they understand that they understand that they're not always going to make a deal they understand that that it's about helping families and in risk respect they will get business they will get those referrals from those families and that, it's about building relationships it's about building relationship because many of those homeowners are going to be future buyers again absolutely and that's your database that's your that that's your upcoming business but it's but now it's an upcoming business with a relationship and to, in today's market how many agents can actually say that how many consumers can actually say that my agent is not just my agent he's my partner in this sensitive timelines you know, that's that's a very strong statement now guy in in that respect what have you seen in the marketplace as far as a reaction to this for example we keep reading that um, uh, values are are going up um, interest rates are kind of inching up so what what options do homeowners have or how can they access that so that they could figure out which would be their best option? Because obviously it's going to be a case-by-case -case basis, but what have you seen in the marketplace? Well, as you, as you said, values are going up. Interest rates have also been going up, so that's knocking a lot of people who could buy out of the market. People who are underwater having problems with looking at short sales, that's kind of a different part of the market. Um, if they do a short sale or if they lose their home, they're going to have to wait anywhere from two to seven years before they can buy again. That's just the reality of where the laws are right mm -hmm. now. They may change in the future, but that's the way they are now. And they've been that way for a number of years. Um, so what they need to do is to talk to someone to start that game plan of what they need to do to move forward, to be ready to buy when they qualify again. With respect to buyers in the market right now, inventory is really, really scarce. So this makes it really hard for people to buy right now because you have multiple offers on almost every property. So you may have a very well qualified buyer, but they can't get their offer accepted because there's just too many people offering. And so it's, it's a thing where there's a lot of different laws out there that they're trying to look at to help people to be able to buy houses. But you know, there's also a log jam in Congress right now. You've got partly Democrats, partly Republicans, and they can't seem to agree on anything. So that creates it. So it's kind of one of those things where we're in a state of flux and we just have to kind of play by ear and see what they come up with for us. Guy, this is Patty Schultz here. Guy, what can you tell us about the underwater distressed properties right now for people that might want to refi? Well, the, the main program that's available right now is the HARP 2 program. And that's a program where if you're underwater and meet certain criteria, you'll be able to refinance even though you don't have any equity in your property. It was designed to help people. I mean, Congress passes laws, and, and, and I may sound a little bit cynical about this, but it's like they're going to save everybody. That's what their plan is. 
but when it actually gets put into place and put you know the the, the organizations and groups that put them into to to work they don't really necessarily want to do that i mean it's the cold reality is they're not interested in helping everybody so the heart program is great for the limited number of people that it helps um but really what the the bottom line is they need to talk to an expert like myself to tell you whether or not you can qualify for that program there's unfortunately not a lot of programs out there to help people who don't have equity it's just there's just not very much out there right now can I be late on my mortgage and still refi if I'm underwater? In certain cases, you can. It's just, you know, again, it's a case-by-case. Case. There's a, no, a lot of other pieces that go with that. So it's kind of looking at the big picture. So it's just, it's, you know, you have to look at that whole picture for each individual. If I was 50% upside down on my mortgage, would I still be able to qualify for a refi or a modification? A modification is going to be up to the lender that actually has your loan. I can't answer that one. But when it comes to being underwater for refinancing, under the HARP program, if you have a fixed rate loan currently, then there's not a limitation on how underwater you can be. However, if you have like an interest only or an adjustable rate loan, um, or if you have a condo, you can only go up to 105% of the value of the property with your current loan. So that knocks a lot of people out because back in the mid 2000s, everybody was doing five one arms and interest only loans and all those kind of things. And unfortunately, those loans don't have the unlimited loan to value, you know, when you're underwater to be able to refi. So then what would somebody that's in distress can't modify do for a first step? Well, they, I, give me a call and I'll talk to them and, and see what their situation is and kind of develop a game plan and then put them in touch with you, Patty, or you, Lilbeth, you know, so they can also see what their choices are on the real estate also. Because we work as a team because you have the experts on the loan side and the experts on the real estate side. We work together to try and come up with a, an option for you to, to get the best, best thing we can do for you. So if you want to get a hold of Guy, he can be reached at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. That's actually, you know, some, some great information. And, and I know that it's a lot. And again, if someone is interested in getting the recap on the uh, Homeowner's Bill of Rights, uh, you can definitely call in to 855-411-5459. Fabian, I, I wanted to uh, go back in and ask um, uh, a question regarding the Homeowner's Bill of Rights as it relates to the homeowner and maybe using this as, as, a, as a strategy to stay in the property longer than needed. And I know that you uh, spoke to qualifying them properly, finding out what their motives are, you know, which we all do. But unfortunately, they are in the company of well-intentioned neighbors, you know, the media. Sure, so sure. share some, some additional information. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a, there's a lot of mixed information out there. And the, the consumer really has to go to the source and not just to their neighbors and friends or family because everyone's going to have a different story. But 
to round it off, there's a lot of legislation out there. It's just not only the Bill of Rights. It's Keep Your Home California, the hardest hit fund, the CFPB, which is the California, excuse me, the, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the Department of Justice, the DOJ Principal Reduction Program. So it's just not the California Homeowner Bill of Rights that the consumers can turn to to see what options are available to them. There's a, an array of other options that they can qualify for and that are out there in the marketplace. So with that said, they have to understand that these programs are not for everyone. These programs, because they're law and they're time sensitive, you're going to find that the consumers are not going to be able to use these programs to their advantage to stay in their homes like they have in the past for many years. You're going to find the lenders now, the servicers and the investors, they're going to start foreclosing a lot quicker now. So it's up to the consumer to engage early on and not wait as they have in the past for many years, months and timelines. Time is not with them. Time is against them. They need to engage immediately so that they have the time needed to seek out the right option for them and their families and make sure that the option they're taking is not only the best option, but the right option. Excellent. So when we come back, we're going to see how this impacts on the short sale market. You're listening to the Real Estate Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Patty Schultz here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spend each month. And he doesn't charge for it. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one trusted source for lending. 562-627-8866. Hey, it's Niecy Nash, taking a break from my new TV land sitcom, The Soul Man, to talk to all you moms out there. My character Lolly is a mom too, and she's pretty fierce when it comes to protecting her family. But all moms need to remember to take care of themselves too, especially when it comes to heart disease. It's the number one killer of women, but you can reduce your risk through healthy diet and exercise. So spread the word and take care of yourself. Find out more at GoRedForWomen.org. Never miss one second of the informative business programming on KSPA. Now, we've teamed up with Apple to feature the new financial news and talk app. Just go to iTunes and search for KSPA. Soon, you'll have money and more everywhere you go. It's the perfect companion to keep you informed of the changing economy in the Inland Empire and Orange County. Get the KSPA app now on iTunes. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459. 
and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. Welcome back. Uh, we are here talking with Fabian Casares, uh, president of the local NAREP chapter, that's National Association of Real Estate Professionals, and Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, and of course my co-host Patty Schultz on the Homeowner's Bill of Rights and its impact on our market. And we talked a little bit about uh, what um, the consumer needs to do if they wanna access um, or find out about their options. Obviously, you know, call Guy because he's the expert with regard to that. But now we're gonna talk about a little bit about how this Homeowners Bill of Rights is affecting the short sales piece of it. So, Patty, give us your feedback because um, you've done something like 3,000 short sales, which is just daunting. Uh, so I'm sure that you've seen some really, really interesting files. So how do you see this Homeowners Bill of Rights having an impact on the approval or not of a short sale package? Well, that depends upon who the real estate agent is that's helping the consumer. I can tell you that 99% of the real estate agents are not versed. And I think Fabian Casares would uh, support me on that. And that, that's why we have to have continuing education for the real estate agents. If a consumer is going to call a real estate agent and engage them as their realtor for a short sale, and if the realtor doesn't do their due diligence on the file and continue to follow up with the lender, it's possible if there is a sale date that it could get foreclosed on, even though we have a bill of rights it could still get foreclosed on because the lenders hire people that have no idea what the bill of rights are. <laughs> They're $10, $12 an hour people, mm -hmm. and they don't care. They push paper. And if an agent is not diligent enough, if an agent is not educated, then they, they can put their client in jeopardy. I've seen it many times. So with 3,000 files under your belt, what would you say other, uh, you know, secondary to not having an agent who knows what they're doing. Obviously, with 3,000 files, you're working with agents who do because they're referring and working with you and have a relationship with you. What are, what are you seeing as the common mistakes that could really be uh, avoided? Follow-up. What kind? What, what do you mean? Just pick up the phone and call the lender. Get the right paperwork. Have all the signatures dotted and crossed follow-up it's pure follow-up it's paperwork it's processing people are not born processors there's a lot of paperwork and if you don't pick up the phone and you don't call the lender they're not calling you they're not going to say oh hi patty i'm missing this document could you please send it to me they're not going to do that they're not calling the real estate agents within Sometimes. I mean, sometimes the lender will, better now that we have the Bill of Rights in that they put one point of contact. Okay. So they might email you or they might, but it's still somebody that doesn't know much about the Bill of Rights. I had a question on that. When you talk about contacting and getting information to the servicers, what is your recommendation on how the consumer can confirm that that information has been received? Because one of the biggest problems is the lender says they receive it and they don't or they throw it away. So how do they confirm that it's, the information is there so that they can take that next step? 
was the question, how does the consumer confirm? Yes. Yes. Well, the consumer should have um, a really good relationship with their uh, agent. Like, I have really good relationships with all parties involved, including the buyer, so that everybody's on notice. They're all given a follow-up and an update on where we're at in the process. It, to answer the question, the seller can call the bank, but I don't always recommend that. It, it, too many people in the kitchen, so to speak. You don't want a lot of people calling the lender. You need to have one dialogue. So the only other confirmation you can give to the seller is occasionally we'll get an email um, from the lender on their file. All my sellers are just fine with me calling or emailing them and keeping them posted. So how do you still, part of the problem um, or the issues in the past uh, of our particular market is the uh, the potential buyer or now the homeowner stating, well, I didn't really understand the process. I, I didn't know. You know, I was kind of duped into this. Uh, how do we as then the advocates uh, to create stable communities, how do we still engage our consumer to the point where they know what's going on and they do take a, a proactive approach to that, still working within what you're talking about, having one voice, having one representative, because we still want them to be involved. We want them to understand uh, this is the biggest commitment that they've made, um, you know, one of the top three. So how do we still keep them engaged so that then they don't use that as an excuse moving forward and we can str uh, create stronger communities? Well, you know how many disclosures we have, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sometimes those still don't seem to work. Well, right, because it's a piece of paper and it's just hearsay now and then forgotten tomorrow. Best line of defense, communication. Right. Constant communication. That's the only thing you can do. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Follow up, follow up, follow up. And just keep them engaged. Exactly, exactly. So, Guy, from, from your perspective, um, I'm sure that there might be uh, some of your former clients that w were perfect candidates, but, you know, just through life, a loss of a job or an emergency, you know, life happens. Um, what, what has been, what kind of advice do you, do you give them? Because obviously, you know, with your tagline, you're a financial person for life, uh, you know, you should be the, the, the first point of contact, so to speak. So, you know, what would you give as, as a suggestion? For somebody who's gone through a short sale or for somebody who's lost their home? I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, the person who, you know, was was okay when they purchased, you know, loss of a job, uh, they're starting to get the notices, their head is in, uh, you know, underground, and so what would be, you know, it's like, because we've been saying communication, 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 but how do you, how, from your perspective, because again, you're not the one who they're making the payment to, but they do have a relationship with you. So how would you encourage them or what kind of advice would you give them, a homeowner, so that they, they can get beyond this? Well, the first thing, and you've been talking about this is they need to be in contact with their existing lender because they if they're having problems making their payments they need to let the lender know that because a lot of lenders will work with you to a certain extent if you get behind on your payments obviously if you get too far behind then you may end up losing the home or you may 
do a short sale or whatever. But the first thing is they do need to be in contact with their lender. But beyond that, then it's looking at their situation. Do they have equity in the home? If they sell the home, are they going to be underwater and have to do a short sale? Um, can they even sell the house or is it going to end up being a foreclosure? Depending on their situation, I go through a lot of questions and a lot of details with them to see exactly where they're at. Then based upon that, then I can give them a better idea of what the choices are and what their options are. You know, so that if they're going to go through a short sale, then they're going to have to wait three years pretty much. Well, between two to three years before they can buy again. If they go through a foreclosure, it's going to be a little bit longer. It also depends on how much money they'll have for a down payment once they get ready to buy again. So every situation is different, but that's why I need to talk to them. And then what I also do is, as I'm talking to them, as we go through the process, I'll stay in touch with them. But after they sell their property or whatever happens, happens, I'll stay in contact with them to help them to go through the process of getting ready to buy again. Because we're here, all of, all of us are here to help people to be able to realize the dream of owning a home again. So it may take a while to do that, but we will help them to get to that point to be able to buy a home again. Excellent. I'd like to just interject. Um, the consumers, in order to get yourself out of hot water, underwater, distressed properties, you have to pick the phone up. I can't stress it enough. Pick it up. Pick the phone up and call your lender. Don't be afraid. Call Lily. Call Patty. Call Guy. Call somebody. So if you are in trouble, that we can help you before it's too late. Yeah. The, the as you stated, the communication is is really a huge piece of it. Um, Fabian, I wanted to. Um, it, I don't think we touched upon it, but. The Homeowner Bill of Rights, you mentioned that it just went into effect. What was that date? January 1st, 2013. And does it have an end date? December 31st, 2018. Okay, so there is a little bit of time there. It's not like, you know, people need to rush to the phone but not wait until the well, last minute. Well, on the contrary, I think that if they're in dire straits today, uh, regardless of how many payments they've missed, they need to engage because the Homeowner Bill of Rights, although it's here to assist and protect, it's, there's a flip side to that. There's accountability on the consumer's side that there's only going to be a certain amount of time. Once they've surpassed that time, there's not going to be a whole lot that any one of, of us can do because they're surpassing the time. Many of these programs out there have uh, drop-dead dates, meaning that if you drop, you pass that date, there's not going to be any options available for you. So they need to engage. They need to pick up the phone. They need to communicate. They need to know exactly what options are available to them. So, yes, the time... Um, is, in my opinion, it is not against them. It works against them. Regardless of the timeline they have, don't look at it, oh, I have two months, three months a year. Because before you know it, you're hitting that timeline. And you gotta remember when you're modifying or you're short selling, it's not a process that's done in a few weeks or a few days. It can take months and months and months. And you're jeopardizing your ability to take advantage of a program that's out there that can assist you. Now, can you speak a little bit to, one of the unique uh, portions of this program is the dual tracking. Can you explain um, what that means? Well, dual tracking is it's a directive that prohibits the lenders from filing foreclosure, notice of the defaults, or notice of sales. Uh, but there is a flip side of that. For the lenders will not have the ability to file either or. The file has to be under review. Now, there's some interpretation of it where some individuals and some documentation and some reading will say that the loan a short sale has to be approved. 
Some reading says that the loan has to be under review. Now, you got to remember, in this industry, it's not one shoe fits all. you got investors, servicers, lenders. you got portfolio. you got non-portfolio. you got GSCs, which is the, uh, the Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, HUD, uh, Jenny Mae. So there's a lot of different protocols for all these different entities. So it, it's up to the consumer and or the realtor to find out exactly what timelines and what is the protocols of those lenders. So when they are calling to find out what's available to them, they need to ask them exactly what, what platform are they following? What is their protocol? Don't take it at face value that it ha the file has to be under review or it has to be approved. You got to remember at the end of the day, it falls on you. You're responsible. You're the one that has to take the lead. It's your future. Excellent. So when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about that review process and what would accelerate a, a foreclosure. Uh, but in the meantime, we've covered a lot of information. And so if you want a recap, uh, a one sheet uh, to give you a better idea, uh, just give us a call at 855-411-5459 and we will email the information right out to you. You are listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvette Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. Of course I talk to the kids about cell phone use when they're driving. I told them not to call their friends and never, never text anyone. That's smart. Do you think they listen? They're good kids. I think I made it clear they could get hurt or worse if they take their eyes off the road for even a second. They understand we have rules and their dad and I expect them to follow those rules. Oh, this is important. Excuse me while I answer this text. Show your teen how to be a responsible driver by being one yourself. Texting while driving, it's not worth it. A message from the California Highway Patrol and the California Office of Traffic Safety. The Astor Broadcast Group's been Southern California's business and financial news authority since 1989 and now serves 12 million listeners in Orange County, the Inland Empire, and North San Diego County with financial news and talk radio. Get up-to-the-minute reports on the market, the best financial advice and opinions from Wall Street to Main Street. It's radio's most powerful information. Financial news and talk on the Astor Broadcast Station. AM 1450, North San Diego. AM 1510, the Inland Empire in Orange County. For all of your real estate and financial Financing questions, call the show's off air number at 855 411 5459 
and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. So we are having a conversation with Fabian Casares, Patty Schultz, Guy Keith, and I'm Lilyvet Rodriguez on the Homeowner's Bill of Rights. You're actually listening to the Real Estate Radio Show Unplugged. Um, Fabian, we were uh, chatting that about the the timeline uh, a little bit about dual tracking um, and you mentioned that the, that there were certain parameters within that could you just give us a quick recap uh, what you shared with us on that well according to the law according to the language and, and how it was written it basically states that during the review process of a file meaning a complete package and again I say a complete package that has been submitted to the lender via the consumer, via their agent, that is under review for either a denial or an on approval for a short sale or modification. Based on that, the consumer with the homeowner bill of rights is protected from the lender, servicer, and or investor to file either a notice of default or a notice of sale. Now, upon a denial of their actual file, then the lender can proceed with the actual notice of sale or notice of default. And once that happens, the probabilities are that that property, unless it's going from a modification to a short sale, the probabilities are more than likely that property is going to go to foreclosure. They're not going to grant the extensions after the notice of sale, excuse me, after the notice of default as they have in the past. You're going to find now under this Bill of Rights that the lenders have the right now to file and foreclose much quicker on the consumer once the file has been denied. So there's not going to be those timelines where the consumer in the past was getting all these different extensions to try to re-engage and re-engage. Once it's been denied, under the Homeowner Bill of Rights, the lender has conducted their due diligence, and now they have the legal right to foreclose on that property. So um, the timeline that you're talking about to foreclose, it, it what it does, does it freeze where maybe it left off before as far as the notification time? Um, in other words, each foreclosure has a certain number of days and time limits associated with it. Are you saying then that uh, once they have the denial, it, it accelerates that? It doesn't accelerate it um, per se. What it does is depending if the notice of default has been filed and, what it were, and where it was postponed or delayed, um, if, it, if there was timelines, because although it, it was delayed, and when the notice of default is filed, you've got three months or 21 days before they can actually file the notice of sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, once they delay it and then they activate it again, that property can be foreclosed on in a week's time, depending if they've surpassed that timeline. Usually, when they, by the time they do get the response, because it's not, it's not a decision that's going to be made, they say it's supposed to be made in 30 days. We haven't seen that happen as of yet. It's usually 45 to 60 days, best case scenario. So by the time that that denial, if in fact that's the case, the probabilities are that it has surpassed the timelines and now they have the legal right to foreclose. And we're starting to see more of that. And the consumers, again, this is why I said, and as I mentioned in the past, time is not with it, it is against us. Communication is paramount. Interaction, engagement is the key to the successful short sale or modification moving forward for the consumer. So Patty, from your perspective, um, have you seen the Homeowner's Bill of Rights kind of put a monkey wrench in your short sale approvals or has it benefited? You know, what kind of an impact, if any, has it had? Yeah, I haven't really seen much of an impact, so to speak, but Fabian had mentioned something uh, earlier before we went on break, and I would like to um, bring first ask him a question and bring up this point. He mentioned that... Um, 
that you had to have a full package in review in order for the Bill of Rights to be Im implemented and that you won't get foreclosed on. But I disagree because there's a lot of misinterpretation out there on the Bill of Rights. So one, Fabian, where is the best place to go for a consumer to look up the Bill of Rights? And two, I see many, many different versions of the Bill of Rights written and I am of one under the impression that in a short sale, if you do not have a complete approval, if there is a foreclosure date set, the lender at will could go ahead and foreclose. Is that true? Well, there is a lot of mixed information out there, Patty, and I do agree that uh, many of those uh, individuals out there conveying this information through the media, through written form, or through email blasts, and what have you, I think a lot of the primary information is being lost in translation. I think that depending on who the source is writing it, they may have their own interpretation. Um, but it is a valid point which you did bring up because a consumer, again, at the end of the day, they need to be the diligent one. They need to make sure that the information that's being conveyed and they're accepting and interpreting is the right information. Where you can get some of this information is Google homeownerbillofrights.com. Now, you can uh, Google the homeownerbillofrights.com and get certain language, and then you can Google the California Homeowner Bill of Rights. It's two different interpretations, a lot of similarities. Although the, uh, the Homeowner Bill of Rights was a federal mandate, every state had the sovereign opportunity to act it into law, which our governor did in July of 2012. So you can look at the, the Homeowner Bill of Rights, and then you can look at the California Homeowner Bill of Rights, and you'll see some changes in the language. Now, you've got to remember that uh, the lenders, many of them, the servicers, investors, may not even be aware of exactly how this works. It is up to you and your agent to make sure that they understand exactly what Good their point. rights are what their rights are and they have to be able to convey it so ladies and gentlemen audience it's paramount that you get the right agent that you deal with the right agents who know what is going on in the marketplace excellent so some of the right agents are right here guy keith with american capital corporation at 562-627-8866 and patty schultz uh, who has reams of experience in the short sale market at 855-411-5459. And of course, myself, Lilivette Rodriguez. Um, so just kind of as, as um, a recap, Fabian, what other programs are out there? Because this is such a small one, it seems to get the most attention, but what others are available out there that may actually be even a better option? We have one of the better programs out there is Keep Your Home California. Another program out there is the Hardest Hit Fund program. Uh, they also have the Freddie Mac Fannie Mae Short Sale Streamline Initiative that is a big program that's just coming into the market. And there's many, many more uh, programs out there that are being offered by local counties, cities, and or nonprofits. But again, the consumer, the agent needs to go out there and find out who they are and what they're offering. Excellent. So... You've been listening to the Real Estate Radio Unplugged show with Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. And I want to say thank you. Thank you, Fabian, for, for coming out. We can tell that there's like reams of information on this. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to have you come back and talk about some of the other programs that, that you know, because I know that also with the involvement with the National Association of Real Estate Professionals, it's one of the organizations that makes sure that the information is out there timely. So thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. And Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your personal mortgage planner for life.
And again, get people in debt for a living and then get them out of debt in eight to 12 years. Yep, that's right. I'm here to help people realize that they're owning a home and then show them how to get out of debt in eight to 12 years without paying anything more than they're already gonna be paying. Um, the bottom line is we're all here to help people and thank you very much for having me.